Welcome to Career and Leadership Real Talk, the no-nonsense guide for ambitious managers who want to have more impact and progress their career. I'm Pamela Langan, a job search coach and expert CV writer specialising in helping frustrated professionals land the jobs and pay rises they know they deserve. And I'm Jackie Jagger, a leadership and mindset coach specialising in helping newly promoted and new to role leaders to avoid the dickhead trap and lead with confidence. Between us, we've helped hundreds of leaders and managers to find new roles, take ownership of their careers, and handle the challenges that job searches and leadership responsibility inevitably bring. And now we're joining forces to share with you what we know has worked for our clients. Hello, today we are talking about how to use your LinkedIn profile as a job seeker and to get the best possible results. So we did another episode on LinkedIn earlier this week where we showed you or we talked through how to set up your profile. So if you've not yet listened to that episode, then go back and listen to that one, get your profile set up and then come back over here. And we will, we're, we're gonna talk through today how to use your profile, how to make sure you get as many eyes as possible on your profile and all of the good things that you can do to make your job search so much easier. So Jackie, where are we going to start? Because there's so much that we can cover with this today. So where do you think the best place to start is? Yeah, it's a huge topic, isn't it? And again, I think we talked a lot last time about kind of getting in the mind of like recruiters and hiring managers, because when you're in job search mode, essentially, whether you are kind of out there and you are without a job or you know that your fixed term contract for example might be coming to an end but you can be quite public about it and then there's slightly more subtle ways of approaching things where you might be in a role currently that the opportunity you want isn't there or you're not happy with the environment so I think there's going to be nuances as well to the advice to kind of take that into account so I would say probably the the first place to start once you've got your profile in the right place is to really think about having a strategy for building your connections, building your network on LinkedIn. And this is, again, I feel like I was a bit of a broken record in the last episode because there were so many things that I was like, yeah, if I'd have only known this when I was employed. And this is all the stuff that we've learned from running our own business, from working with clients who are job seeking, all of that stuff over the last few years. And I I used to think once I've set my profile up, like it'll magically happen. My profile's there, recruiters are going to come to me and it does happen. Like you'll have messages from time to time from people asking if you're interested in opportunities, are you open to a conversation? But you can supercharge that by being really proactive. And I think your network and building the right network is really key for that. So are we in agreement? Do you disagree? We didn't discuss this before we came came on to record. We didn't discuss any of this, did we? We just said, right, let's just put everything that we've got into into this. But yeah, no, I definitely agree. Because if you're going to get people contacting you, then you obviously need to be connected with the right people and when you go on to LinkedIn if you've not used it for a while or if if you do use it some people it's like quite daunting to go on there and like think how do I grow my network who do I connect with who's the right person to connect with and it's really important because the more connections that you've got 
the more access you've got to their connections and so on, because the LinkedIn connections are, are tiered. So once you've got that first connection, then you get access to their second degree, degree connections and so on. So you really want to gather up as many connections as you can, because that will open you up to so many, to so many more people. And with LinkedIn, if you're not connected with somebody, you can't send them a message. So you can send them an email and you can, I think you only get a few emails, don't you? If you're on, if you've not got LinkedIn premium and if you upgrade to LinkedIn premium, I think you get about 15 a month, don't you, on the first package. So ideally you want to get as many connections as you can so that you can then freely message people about opportunities or just for networking. I was going to say, I think it goes both ways. So Building your network has two functions. One is it allows you to connect and directly message people. And if you see, you might see them posting about roles or vacancies, but also it allows you to be found. So the bigger your, so when we're talking about tiers of connections, a first degree connection is someone you have actually connected with on LinkedIn and you have sent them a connection request or they have sent you a connection request and whichever has sent it, the other one has accepted. So then you become a first degree connection. And at that point, everybody in their network who they are directly connected to, who you're not, becomes a second degree connection. So if you connect with people that already have a big network, it can very quickly, hugely increase the number of people who potentially will find you. Because in search results, when recruiters and hiring managers are looking for people, then what will happen is second degree connections will be prioritized over third degree, which is everyone else. So it's everyone that you don't already have an indirect connection to. So for example, we've spent years using LinkedIn. We've both got thousands of first degree connections. So if somebody finds us and comes and connects with us, then instantly their second degree network grows exponentially if they've not got a big network already. And I think people don't necessarily, when you're in job search mode, kind of think about those two ways. Think about, okay, connecting with people that might be posting jobs or might have a job that I might want, but also building your network means that you're more likely to be found because you will be a second degree connection of a lot more people who might be searching and looking for candidates. Yeah, and I think that's really key, isn't it? Because when you don't realize that, because I think when I, so before I I used LinkedIn for business, and I use LinkedIn as, as, as a job seeker or just as a professional generally, I was quite happy to have like a really low number of connections and know that I personally knew every single one of those connections. And what I didn't realize is that absolutely hampered the reach that I had because there was so, so many more opportunities. Like I was just connected with people where I'd worked previously, people where I was working at currently. And I wasn't at that point thinking ahead of using LinkedIn of how can I capitalize on LinkedIn and the connections and the different companies that I was interested in working for to expand that network. And it was only when I started using LinkedIn for business that I realized that, wow, you've got access to so many more people when you start connecting with people and you don't necessarily have to be all of the people that you want to speak to right now 
they just need to they just need to be sitting in a certain place in terms of a company that you want to work for if you go over to the company page and click on the people tab you can see all of the people who are connected with that organization you can see what job roles they're in and you can start connecting with them which then opens their network up to you so i think the first thing is connect with anybody and everybody that you do know in a professional capacity so this is people that you that work at the same business as you doesn't matter if you don't work closely together literally everybody that you work with currently everybody that you've previously worked with if you're not already connected go and search for and connect with those people LinkedIn will allow you up to 100 connection requests per week. So you can send quite a lot of connection requests. So start with the people that are people that you do already know or know of. Don't worry about whether you like them, whether you didn't. Like this is not a friendship group. This is a professional network that you are building. So connect with people. And the thing is, what LinkedIn will then do is recognize that you're connecting and those connection requests are getting accepted because people will accept the connection request because they know you. And that gets rewarded because then LinkedIn sees you as an active user and that then makes it easier because they can see that actually you are having your connection requests accepted. And then then beyond that, then I think you can start to be really quite strategic and send connection requests to for example, specialist recruiters in your field. Recruiters will want you to connect with them. They spend their lives searching for and connecting with candidates on LinkedIn. It's a massive benefit to them if you're in their network. So search for recruiters that work or have roles in the field that you work in. And you can do a Google search. You can look at recruitment companies that have a lot of vacancies that are in your field, look on job boards and find people that way. And then what you can do on LinkedIn is search for that company in the search bar. You can, one of the filters you can use is the company. So you can search for the recruitment company and then you can send connection requests to a number of different recruiters within that one headhunter um, recruitment agency and so on. One of the things that always gets talked about with connection requests, do you send a personalized message with a connection request? This what are your thoughts comes on that? Up, doesn't it? So I think it's a hard one, isn't it? Because generally people think that if they don't send a personalized message that people won't accept it. But what I find is that when you send them without, they're more likely to be accepted because They're just going to look at your headline. They're going to maybe look on your profile and see what you're all about and then make a decision whether they want to connect with you. I just don't know if there's any personalized connection message that you can send that that kind of would encourage somebody to connect with you more than just a request. But I'm open. I'm open to to hearing about one, if there is one. (laughs) I think... Yeah. And I think this is the thing. And I think sometimes people overthinking it just means that they just panic and then they don't send the connection request at all. So essentially, there are some people who would say you absolutely should always send a personalized connection request. There are some people who would say, no, never bother. Don't don't do it. It's fine. It's not worth the time. 
And I don't feel like there's either a right or wrong. Some people will accept connection requests, whether they've got a personalization or not. Some will only accept if they're personalized. My own experience on LinkedIn is that I don't really give a monkey's either way. Like if somebody sends me a connection request, exactly as you say, I'll kind of look at their profile. Do they seem like a real person rather than a fake bot? Do they seem like there's a reason why being connected to them might be mutually beneficial? I'm pretty free and easy. I'm pretty happy-go-lucky. As long as people don't seem like an absolute knob, then I will accept a connection request. And it doesn't matter whether it's got a, a personalization or not. If you feel awkward without one, then by all means, you can include one. But I would say if you do, just keep it really simple of I'm looking to build my network within whatever industry, hope you're open to connecting or something really simple like that so that you don't seem like, I don't know, just like over the top. I think particularly when you're employed, your profile probably, especially if you're connecting with hiring managers and recruiters, like people can see that you're in their industry. They can see what your role is. They can see whether your profile is relevant to them. So if you feel like you want to and you'd feel without, then go ahead, do it. But by the same token, both of us would say our experience has been that more connection requests get accepted if we don't include a connection message than if we do. And I think that's because the connection messages can often be seen as salesy they can be a precursor to people then trying to sell you stuff within direct messages so either way free and easy whatever works for you yeah and I think that also goes back to the profile setup as well doesn't it because if your headline is clearly demonstrating what you do then it's going to make it easier for that person to make a decision as to whether they want to add you to their network so that's why it's really important to make sure that you've got a clearly defined headline with a job title in and things like that and and as we said earlier if you, if you missed the episode on setting up a profile you can go back and listen to that one and we gave some really good advice on what to include in your headline and also in your about section and pretty much the rest of the profile as well so it's definitely worth a listen if you've not already listened to that and I think what you were saying as well Jackie about people will review your profile to see if you are an actual person or a bot which then is it comes down to the settings doesn't it so make sure that you've got all of the settings wide open so that they can see your profile picture so you don't seem like a bot yeah absolutely and I think it links then to the the next thing which is using your activity on LinkedIn so building your network is important and that's one aspect but just having lots of people in your network and in your second degree connections will increase the chances that you'll be found but it's still quite passive and I think then it's thinking about your activity and how active you are and again I think that can really set people apart so I'm really interested in so what activity do you recommend for clients that are in job search mode then once they've got their profile done and they've started and they're kind of consistently building their network what activity do you recommend that they undertake on LinkedIn so usually there's there's well there's two types of people there's the people who are happy to post on LinkedIn and the people and the people that don't want to post on LinkedIn so they 
They want to use LinkedIn for their job search, but they don't want to post. They don't want to be a thought leader. They don't, they just don't want to contribute to LinkedIn in that way. And that's fine. So if we look at both of those different ways of working and we think, okay, well, if you want to post, then there's loads of insights that you can share. There's loads of stuff that you can share about the job that you do, the impact that you make. There's loads of different things that you can share about 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 what you do and what's relevant to your industry. And then if you don't want to post, and then this goes both ways as well. So if you want to post, that's great because that's, that's going to draw more people to your profile, definitely. But if you don't want to post, then what I say is a bare minimum is you need to be active on LinkedIn. You need to be going on there. You need to be liking and commenting on other people's content. You need to make sure that you've got a presence in terms of when a recruiter lands on your profile and they go to your activity section, they can go and over to your, to your well, not necessarily your post if you've not posted anything, but they can clearly see on your activity that you, you're active and they can see that you're active like today, a week ago, two weeks ago, two months ago. Now, what I tend to do if I am looking for candidates on LinkedIn, if I'm using like LinkedIn recruiter, I will look, I'll go into people's profiles and I will look for the people who are active because if somebody has liked or commented on something in the last couple of days, then I know there's a better chance of them responding to my message than there is if if it's like a month or six months ago since there was any activity on there. So what I say is if you're comfortable posting, then definitely post both things that are relevant to your industry if you don't want to post then you need to be on top of the activity the liking the engaging with other people's content and going on there and replying to people that might comment on your on your comments and just generally building those relationships and keeping those conversations going and then if you are posting then you would also want to do that as well because that's going to get even more eyes on your profile because the more visible you are on LinkedIn as in the more times you are liking and commenting and putting your own content out there the more people will see that content or will see those comments or even see those likes every time you like someone's post everyone else who's liked to previously get a notification to say such a person has has also liked this comment and then a lot of people curious and we'll go and click into your profile and see what you're all about and then potentially come over and connect with you if they're not already connected and they like the look of your profile so at at the very minimum you just need to stay active in terms of commenting and liking other people's content if you're not ready or wanting to share your own what what's your view Jackie on that one yeah I I really agree with that I think as well it's an interesting one because if if somebody looks at my profile the focus of my profile is my leadership coaching work so if you look just at my profile then you would know that I do that what you wouldn't necessarily know is about some of that consulting work where I partner with businesses to look for leadership talent for their businesses so when I'm doing a search and I'm looking at people's profiles then what I'm looking for is for people who are likely to be responsive because the approach that I take when I partner with companies is to to use LinkedIn in that way. And when you look at who's viewed your profile or who sent you a connection request, 
you wouldn't necessarily know sometimes that those people might be hiring managers or might be doing that on behalf of somebody or have a reason why they're doing it. So you just don't know where opportunities are going to come from. So anything that you can do to maximize the chances that you seem like a responsive candidate is going to increase the chances that people will get in touch with you with opportunities. If I've got four or five candidates, exactly the same as you, the ones that I'm going to use emails for, send messages to, send connection requests to, are going to be the ones that are active. Because if you, so if a recruiter hasn't yet connected with you and they want to get in touch quickly, they can send you an email. And because they've got that limited number, they're only going to want to do that if that's going to generate a response for them, they're not going to want to waste those messages. So absolutely, it really matters to be active. And that doesn't have to be about posting, but all of those likes and comments. So if you go onto your own LinkedIn profile or onto somebody else's, the activity section is within the profile and you can see what other people have posted, what other people have commented on, what their comments have been. And also from a recruiter perspective, I'm nosy. Like I will look and see what is in that and just want to get a bit of a feel and a flavor because when you're in the comments section, there's less pressure. You can just be more yourself. You can be conversational in the comments section and there's not the pressure to put out this shiny polished post that presents you with something that you're not. You can be quite human. And I feel for recruiters, there's massive benefits. So even if you are happy to post, make sure that you do that engagement piece as well. It's not an either or. I would say if you're happy to post, then do, but also do maintain that engagement and maintain that presence so people know you're active. Yeah, it's so important to to let people know that you're active on there. And I think one other thing as well around growing your network, when people click onto your profile, you can see that when you when you go into your LinkedIn dashboard, who's viewed my profile. So anybody that's viewed your profile, if they look like a potential hiring manager or someone you want to connect with, then you should definitely connect with them if you're not already. Because if they viewed your profile, they had an interest in you. So if you then send them a connection request, they're probably more likely to accept it. So I would definitely do that. And also in terms of growing your network, LinkedIn will suggest people who based on what is in your experience section, what's in your education section. Like I get loads of suggestions from LinkedIn saying like these people went to Liverpool Hope University and and they've got all different job titles from all different places, different industries. And but LinkedIn suggests them. So I generally will connect with them as well to, to grow my network. So that's also worth considering as well. Yeah, absolutely. There is, it's incredibly powerful when you start to think about some of the ways that you can use it. And kind of before we come to an end, probably the another kind of hint or tip that is a relatively new one, actually. So hashtags weren't really a thing when I was employed, but on LinkedIn, you can follow certain hashtags. So you can follow hashtags that other people use. You can also search. Again, in the search bar, you can filter and search for content with specific hashtags. So if you are looking for a role that's got a certain job title, then you never know what might come up if you search for 
that hashtag. So project manager, project management, for example. So, and even if you don't see the actual job posting, so some recruiters will use those hashtags when they're posting jobs, but even if you don't see them, then it's going to be content that potentially is relevant to the role that you're interested in. And that then will potentially, you'll see people that have posted about it. You'll potentially find relevant people to connect with, but also find posts that are relevant for you to have a view, have an opinion, have a comment on where you can then get involved in the conversation. And I think I was always quite kind of a bit of a lurker on LinkedIn when I was employed. I kind of felt like, oh, I can't comment on something unless it's someone that I know that's posted it. And my view on that has totally changed over the last three years. If there's something that is interesting to me, if it's relevant, if I feel like I've got an opinion or a view, get involved. Like, I love it when people comment on my content who I'm not necessarily connected with, but just because they've seen what I've posted and they've got something to say on it. Like, I love those conversations and people that are making the effort to post content will be very grateful for people that get involved in conversations. So use hashtags, search for content that way so that you can find relevant content. And then those recommendations again will become closer to the profile of the kinds of people that you might want to connect with. Yeah. And I think that's, that, that is key, isn't it? Knowing that people put content out there because they want a response. They want people to get involved with it. So even if you don't know them, you should still contribute, still get involved. But one thing I would say is be really careful about putting anything negative onto people's threads, because if you post something that is negative, or if it's a really strong opinion, like the opposite to what they're thinking, and they could see that as starting a debate around a certain subject, you might want to steer away from doing that because don't forget that everybody can see your activity on LinkedIn. Everybody can see what you post. It stays on there forever. Yeah, it, it goes down it, in the feed, but it stays on there. So you don't want to, to put anything on where you've got really opposing views where the author of the post might take offense or it could cause you some controversy, but you should definitely get involved with as many kinds of things that you can put a positive spin on or you can contribute to because it's your area of expertise. I mean, what's, what's your view around that, Jackie? Because it is, it's a really delicate subject, isn't it? Around like when, you, when you're posting and commenting, it's, you've got to be careful that you're not seen in a negative light because any future employer can see that. Yeah, and I think it's just common sense where if you wouldn't say something to somebody in person, face-to-face, then don't be saying it online. And generally, most people wouldn't be confrontational. They wouldn't be negative, especially not with someone that they didn't know well. So, and you do see in comment sections sometimes, I mean, it's, I find it bizarre sometimes when you look at comment sections and just think, these people got no life just getting into arguments on LinkedIn. And it does, it does happen. And that, again, will show up in your activity section. So yeah, absolutely, as a recruiter, you don't want someone who's going to be kind of confrontational or unkind or unprofessional. And equally, if you are still employed, then your current employer may well have policies, a social media policy in place that might have an impact. So yeah, you just have to remember that it's it's a public place, a public space, and just be respectful, sensible, professional. 
it's and you can still have a sense of humor with it but just be reasonable be sensible yeah definitely <laughs> so in terms of what else we do for job searching I mean this there's apart from posting engaging having your profile set up Another thing that you can do to be really proactive in your job search is to think about the companies that you'd like to work for or the companies that are near to you. So if you think about what's commutable distance to me, and you can usually find that out just by Googling it if you don't know it already. And then what you can do then is you can go find those companies on LinkedIn. You can follow the companies so you get all of the updates. Find out if they're, you know, usually if they're posting jobs, they'll also an update on the company page so you can follow the company pages and then obviously click onto the people section and then start to connect with those people as well and then that opens the door for what we what is known as the hidden jobs market whereby you would then start making direct approaches to those companies so you could connect with those people now what it's the same as the personalized connection request. You don't really want to send the first message that says, hello, I'm looking for a job. Have you got one? You don't want to start off like that. So the best way to, to start engaging with those people is to connect with them, to go onto their profile so they can see you viewed their profile, to then go and see what content they're putting out, if any, or see what they're commenting on, what they're liking. And then you can do the same. You can follow them around a little bit on LinkedIn. Once they start getting the notifications and seeing your name pop up, when you send them a connection request or when you send them a message, the first message that you send, they're more likely to respond because they've seen you around on LinkedIn and you're more familiar to them. So rather than it just being a really kind of cold first message, it's very much they've seen you around on LinkedIn and they would probably be more likely to respond. And that is a tactic that's quite successful for, for some of my clients anyway, that are tackling the hidden jobs market, like trying to get into those vacancies that are not yet advertised or based on their skill set, the company could potentially make an opportunity for them. If there's a gap or there's a space, then they can start those conversations and that is where the hidden jobs market becomes accessible when you can start building those connections through LinkedIn and then starting to connect and make contact with those hiring managers yeah absolutely and I think there's one kind of very final point before we wrap up and we, we literally could keep going forever. <laughs> but the other thing I would say is don't rely. So one of the things you said there was about following company pages and you'll see vacancies posted. And I think often people feel like on LinkedIn, they'll go and they'll search within the jobs that are actually posted as ads within LinkedIn. What you'll find is that is only a tiny proportion of vacancies as a recruiter, LinkedIn job ads are very comparatively, it's expensive. You have you normally have a limited number of seats, a limited number of posts that you can have live at one point. So it's unusual that they will have every job for any given organization posted as a LinkedIn job ad. And you can obviously use that. You can set up notifications the same as you can on other jobs boards. I found they're pretty pants. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, the the search and the targeting, things like salary filters, et cetera, that you would have on other job boards are not as good, but following companies 
when companies post a vacancy, they will nearly always post about it on their company page. So if you are following the company page and looking for updates, you'll actually have a better chance often of seeing vacancies posted that are relevant to you. And then normally it will direct you to either the LinkedIn job ad if it's posted on there, but it may also be to the company careers site or to another job board. So don't feel like your job search on LinkedIn is about using the job search section within it. Obviously, yes, use that. But I think why we've not focused on it is because for for both of us, really, that's not what we've seen as the best option. It, It doesn't generate the most opportunities. Yes, you can strike lucky, but actually there's a lot more opportunity to LinkedIn than there is just using that. So that wraps us up for today. Um, again, I feel like we could have covered so much more ground. And Pam, I just want to kind of highlight as well for people, because within your online programs, this is something you cover in a lot more depth, isn't it? So if people want to yeah, yeah. find out about that, then what we'll do is put the link to that in the show notes so people can go and check out the job search program and look at additional support. So very clear, very aware that it's being whistle stop. If you have got specific questions that you'd like us to answer, then as ever, we love to hear from you. Connect with us, either send us a connection message or don't, we'll still accept. Send us a DM, let us know what questions you'd like us to answer in future episodes. And we'll be back next week with the next one. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.